Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, secret society, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. Hey, we're back. We're just catching up. Uh, now that the football season is over, we're back all in on the Mariners. Maybe you're kind of like me, where you were kind of in this... All right, I'm going to focus on the Hawks uh, over the weekend. And, you know, you had a little bit of a letdown. And now you're jumping back into the Mariner stuff. And you're like, whoa, there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of happened. And we got international uh, signings. We uh, have some uh, a waiver uh, watch stuff. And we have some uh, new coaching additions, some odds. Just a lot of talk that's happened since the last episode. We're just kind of catching up, me and Hannah and Edmonds. Anyways... Thank you for downloading the Odyssey app to listen to us or wherever else you're getting your podcasts from. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up so you can listen to the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast that's going to start. How about now? Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ends. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. All right, Hannah, it's been a few days. Uh, hope you enjoyed your MLK weekend. Uh, haven't been really keeping up too much on all of the Mariners stuff, so I'm glad to be sitting here talking with you. I know that is such a ringing endorsement for a host of a Mariners uh, podcast, but I just, we've been in, you know, the Seahawks land lately. Seahawks season is over. Um, any uh, comparisons really to the Mariners playoff run and their playoff run? 
Um, I, I I really couldn't come up with any. I mean, to be honest with you, they're they're quite different. The Seahawks kind of backed in the playoffs. The Mariners um, kind of pushed their way towards the end of the season. There got in, won the first round. So yeah, I, I don't see it. How about you? Well, I kind of do. I kind of do because yes, the Seahawks backed themselves into backed up into the playoffs, but they dug themselves a hole and kind of dug themselves out of it, and you know, kind of surfed in. Uh, the Mariners, you know, last year dug themselves a hole, had the big winning streak, got themselves up, but the, you know, we're forgetting like the Mariners could have clinched a playoff spot a lot. A lot a lot earlier and they didn't and then they turned it around at the end so that kind of like a little bit of a wave kind of was similar to me because the Mariners did have a lull there in the um, back half of the season uh, but uh, as far as the competition and you know the hats they were laying in the playoffs no not at all uh, I think the Seahawk team is kind of more uh I compare them to maybe the Seahawk uh, or the Mariners team of 2021. You know, overachieved, uh, but also going like, wow, these this team's going to be uh, contenders as they add on to the nucleus that they have. Young nucleus, yeah, I should I say. Yeah, I can see that. All right, well, enough of that. Let's just get right into it. We're going to jump right into, you know, we're going to get a little international. We're going to get a little worldly here. Tell me about these international signings that happened. Oh, uh, yeah. The Mariners had their, uh, announced their international signings here uh, a couple days ago. And then I think rounded out their uh, full list of signings um, today, actually, with a few more. Uh, the headliner is uh Celine uh, Celestin, uh, number two prospect in the top 50 of the international list, signed for a good chunk of money for a 17-year-old, uh, $4.7 million, along with uh, um, a bunch of other kids, um, outfielder from the Dominican, a couple infielders from Venezuela and the Dominican. Um, and I'll go through them. And I know, uh, but Feline's the, uh, the head, the headliner of this, his game has matured physically the past few years. He's got plus speed, five tool guy, good arm, raw power. He also plays a solid defense. Uh, he plays shortstop, uh, switch hitter from left, left side, uh, shows doubles power, hits line drives. And then from the right side, uh, He's got a lot of discipline and uh, bat speed, um, and there's a lot of flair to his game. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, these guys are a long ways off. A couple other big names. They got some pitchers and outfielders, and then uh, a guy that piqued my interest just because of his name, right-handed pitcher out of Mexico, Jeter Martinez. Have so you heard much Jeter about him? Jeter Martinez? I don't even need to hear anything about him. That, that name alone says baseball player. Absolutely. He's got a one of the uh, best all-time shortstops and the Yankee captain for his first name. And and Edgar Martinez is <laughs> yeah, his last he name. Yeah, he's better than that at the plate. Uh, but he's a pitcher. Yes, yes. Yeah, like I said, there. it'll be a while before we see any of these guys. 
Yeah, and with Selston, he's a uh, a switch hitter, which is great. I heard I heard that there was some, and I'm reading here some comparisons to Lindor, which that that would be great. I mean, he is the number two prospect, so you know all the uh, critics are saying this was a great uh, great signing. Um, you know, but I mean, obviously at the age of 17, you know, you're realistically not seeing the major leagues for you know. Four years, five years, typically. Yeah, absolutely. And besides the Lindor name, I also heard Wander Franco, um, which is a great young shortstop for the Rays. So yeah, he's got a, a lot of hype, um, and I've seen a lot of people talking about him on the Mariner Mariner uh, social media boards, and uh, they're excited about him. So this. Uh, as a shortstop, too, that's exciting. We don't have really any infielders in our system that I can say that are uh, well, on their way to making it. You know, if if Crawford turns into the player, you know, we we all think he can be, you know, in four to five years, this this would be great if this was the the you know passing the baton to this guy. Yeah, I mean, we unloaded our infield prospects when we made that trade last year for um, for our big pitcher from the Reds. Um, so, yeah, just reloading the system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Got a big move also to talk about. He's back for the third time, Mr. Mike Ford. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's all I could come up with. That's all you could come up with. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, this is a minor league contract, correct? Yeah, I mean, he's just insurance, you know, uh, He's that burn font type of insurance. Um, uh, hope, hopefully, we never see him. Um, and that you would only see him probably on the major league roster if there's an injury or just something has gone wrong uh, as far as uh, any development. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, you don't expect him to break camp with the team. Um, in my opinion, if he does, you're probably in trouble. He got some injuries. Um, a few of them, you know, he can play first base DH, but um, as you know, he's bounced around a lot. Um, yes. It's hard to say if he'll stay with how many teams he'll be with this year. I think he was with four last year. Yes, well, last year he was with 
he started camp with the Mariners, and then I believe he was uh, released, and he went to, I believe, the Angels or the Braves. I will have to pull. We'll have to get the stat department on it, but I know that he came back to the Mariners as well last year. And then you got to figure he played on all the minor league AAA teams too. So this guy had, this guy has a lot of jerseys uh, from, from last year. Um, Yeah. He played in, he was in a Mariners uniform twice in Atlanta uniform, a San Francisco giants uniform and an angels uniform. So the correction on what I said, he went from Seattle to San Francisco to Seattle to Atlanta to Anaheim. Yeah, I remember late in the season the ends facing him down there in uh, the Big A. You probably saw a couple of his at bats. No, oh, I did, and uh, you know Vlad calls him a, a beer league player. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, okay, so he played on four teams last year. Uh, what's the over under on how many teams he plays on this year? Well, I'll go with three. Three, three teams. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with four. I think he's gonna hit four teams. Well, we're gonna count the Mariners right now as one because he's invited to camp. Uh, so he's at one. I think he'll have three more teams that he'll suit up for or organizations. Speaking of other odds, uh, I don't know if there's a Mike. First of all, I don't know if there's a Mike Ford odd out there on how many uh, teams he could be on in Vegas. I don't know if that. We're going to find that anywhere, like up the muckle shoot or anything, but I, I think it should be one. <laughs> and speaking of odds, uh, uh, it says, you know, the odds are out for next year, and we're coming in about we have the eighth best chance or the ninth best chance, uh, depending on uh, what, uh, you know, betting uh, site you're looking at. Uh, on the MGM, the Mariners are at ninth. So at eighth or ninth, you know, you're kind of you're kind of putting yourself back to where you were last year because you have the Astros coming in at number one, then the Yankees and the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, the Padres, the Phillies, and then on both of these lists, the Blue Jays and the Mariners are kind of flip flops. So, when you're looking at all those teams, those are all the teams that were right there. You know, at that point in the playoff uh, season. Yeah, I mean, I can see why the. Uh betters kind of went that way i think um they think the mariners are going to you know a full season with um castillo um being pitched it's kind of how i think maybe jerry depoto sees the season you know we kind of we didn't really upgrade we just take took lateral moves um as far as our outfielders with hernandez and like i said a full season of of pitching of Kirby and Castillo. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it could go sideways in a hurry too. So it's hard to say. Well, yeah, I, I look at, I look at these rankings and I go, Hmm, that's not bad because we feel like there has been so much inactivity. There's been nothing to talk about, you know, for instance, on this podcast, half of the time, it, you know, it's just been a moaning and bitching fest and we still are, right where we were last year, which, you know, some can go, we'll see, we, we haven't gotten better. We haven't moved up. And it's like, man, I think we might have weathered the storm, possibly. They have not, you know, moved up 
maybe in these uh, odd-making rankings, but they definitely have not moved down. Uh, you know, you have the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, the Padres, the Phillies, and let's just put the Blue Jays there because they've been a little bit more active. You know, these are all teams that, you know, have spent a lot more money than the Mariners. The Mariners are still in the bottom five, I believe, at the time we're recording this, but... You know, you look what the Blue Jays have done, the Phillies, the Padres, you know, the Mets, you know, Aaron Judge back on the Yankees, you know, Dodgers are, you know, still, you know, cleaning up on guys. They've had some regression, but that that's just a stacked, loaded team that knows how to win, full of veterans and, uh, you know, in their prime young players. And then you have the Astros, you know, that, yeah, they lost Verlander, but uh, they also got one hell of a first baseman from the White Sox, so... I feel like that's not too bad for considering the Mariners haven't made any uh, monster moves. No. So what you're saying is, is the uh, Mariners are ranked as far as American League teams in this thing. They're they're the third American League team. Yeah, we're the either the third or the fourth American League team. So I mean, that's putting us right back in, you know, the final four of the American League. You know, in the in the playoff bracket. You're in the ALS. Yeah, I mean, That's the yeah, yeah, I mean, we're looking for. Yeah, I mean, the Mariners, yeah, like we said, they made a couple moves. Um, our pitching um, is should take us. So I think that's about right, you know. Like you said, the Blue Jays are up there. You could possibly see maybe the Rangers sticking up in there. Um, if they make another signing, they can link to Brian Reynolds if they make you know, make a deal for him. I would maybe have them a little higher, but they have some good pitchers. It'll be a question to see if they stay healthy or not. So, yeah, I mean, it's about right. I think it's about right. Your your thoughts are the same as well? Yeah, I I feel like I'm seeing the glass a little bit more half full. I mean, I'm still... I got some things I'm, I want to talk about that I'm still pissed off about and uh, and I just don't understand in, in free agency. But I think this is pretty good considering what how many moves all these other pl- teams have made and we've kind of just stuck to, like you said, lateral moves, kind of just staying with that same formula. And, you know, we're plus 16. You know, the Blue Jays and Phillies are 14 right in front of us. But after the Mariners or the Blue Jays, whoever they have down in ninth, there is a big gap. Uh, There's, you know, the White Sox, the Guardians, the Cardinals, the Rays, the Angels, the Brewers, the Twins. And look, the Giants. And, uh, you know, look at they've been such a big part of uh, huge losses in the um, postseason here, right? Like just some real, real gut-wrenching moments for them. They're ranked far, far, far below the Mariners. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with those off-season moves that they thought they had with Judge and then Correa and then to miss out on both, yeah. Um, I would agree with you after mentioning those teams after the Mariners. Yeah, there is a there is quite a gap from those next teams. I mean, I see the Angels, what they've done. For me, the Angels is all about pitching and then staying healthy, and they have not been able to do that for many years. So it'll be interesting to hear, you know, when we have our little roundtable with Angel Steve and everybody else to see what their opinions are of their hometown teams. Being looked at, though, 
as, you know, the third or fourth best team in your league right now to start the season is a huge step up from where you started last year, at least in the public eye. You know, that's an excellent point. Tony, you're hitting every fastball. Throw something else. Try a change-up. That's it. Cool. Winners play smart and eat smart, like this complete breakfast, including Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. There's and a right. You'll show them you're a tiger. Show what you can do. Taste of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Brings out the tiger in you. Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, or me, Ken Griffey Jr., I'm the good-looking one. Oh, man. Uh, but, listen, you know, like you said, we're making lateral moves. We're picking up uh, players. We uh, Mariners have claimed pitcher J.B. How do you say it? Bukakas? Bukukas? J.B. Bukakas? Oh, it says here he also goes by the nickname of J.B.B. I like that. That's a lot easier. We'll go with J.B.B. Uh, he's a pitcher. Uh, was originally drafted by the Astros. He's been on the uh, Diamondbacks the last few seasons. Um, they looks like they released him. We got him on waivers. Tell tell me about him. Yeah, I think he's just going to be another arm with an invite to spring training um, to. Uh, See if he can make the squad. Like you said, um, he was he was drafted in the uh, Houston organization, um, and then was traded over to the Arizona Diamondbacks in the Grinky deal when they acquired Grinky back then. He just made his major league debut in 2021. He was as part of this uh, move. The Mariners had to designate a player for assignment. They designated Alberto Rodriguez. He was an outfielder. Um, I've seen a couple people say they were a little surprised. They saw him ranked as high as 13 in our system. Alberto Rodriguez was acquired in 2020 as part of the Taiwan Walker trade with Toronto then. So, yeah, the JVB, I just think he's going to be another guy to fight for a spot, you know, with the Sadler and the guys like that, you know? Yeah, and I don't think, like, He's somebody that you're just going to pencil into the bullpen. Yes, you're right. He's going to be one of those tweener guys. He's either going to be up or he's going to be in AAA. I feel like it's a guy that they'll probably hold on to through spring because of the minor league contract, right? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked it up yet how many options he has left. But, yeah, if he was signed to the 40-man roster, so – that means, you know, the Mariners are, you know, believe in them, you know. Uh, when they do that, they, uh, like I said, this um, this other guy that we just released, Alberto Rodriguez, he was on the 40-man roster, and because of that, he was a casualty to pick up uh, JBB. This is one of these moves I'm going to look at, especially when we're dropping somebody off the roster to pick somebody up like that. You know what? Give me some. Give me some stats on this guy. Get, have you talked to the stat department? Yeah, I mean he uh, he went zero and one last year with a two point four ERA, striking out twenty two, and walking four in only twenty three minor league games with a Triple A Reno, which is the affiliate of the D backs. Um, he was on a sixty day DL um, with a major muscle strain to begin the season and that's why uh he didn't pitch so much at the beginning of the year before being activated in july 
our bullpen, you know, throughout the years and most bullpens, that's where you're going to see the most injury. That's where you got to see that depth. You know, we were lucky enough last year not to have a lot of starter injuries, but we have a, a stockpile of good starters where relievers, they constantly are getting hurt. I mean, these are pitchers that got to go out there, you know, not every day, but just about four or five times a week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Diego went on the DL once or twice. Um, second rider, he didn't have the type of season that he had the year before, so he got sent down. So, yeah, there's injuries. There's, you know, decline in play. There's all kinds of things that could happen with the bullpen. Yeah, so I, I, I the more bullpen arms that we grab, especially when we're handing them with uh, – handed them minor league contracts. I, I'm all for it. Arbitration has happened. Can you tell me a little bit? What the hell's going on with that? Yeah, so the Mariners agreed to deals with three of their guys, and they have three remaining as of now. Um, the Mariners came to agreements with Ty France for 4.1 and Tom Murphy for 1.6, as well as Paul Seawald. The Mariners are still... Um, have unsettled arbitration cases with Teoscar Hernandez. He's asking for 16. Seattle's offering 14. And that's the biggest arbitration case still left in all of baseball. And then uh, there's also a couple smaller moves with Diego Castillo and Dylan Moore. Diego's looking for 3.2. The Mariners are offering 2.9. And Dylan Moore's looking for 2.25. And the Mariners are offering 1.9. So those deals are really close, you know, in negotiation terms as far as money. So you would assume that they can, they will get something figured out, but that seems pretty simple. And then with the Oscar Hernandez, with it being a $2 million difference between the two parties, you could, I mean, obviously think that why not just split the difference, but you know, a million dollars is a million dollars according to the Oscar. And that's a big deal. So we'll see how uh, this ends up and what the ruling will be. Yeah. I think they should treat him. Uh, really good coming in here because I feel like it is such a small gamble just to make them happy right there when you're only talking about a couple million dollars. Well, yeah, and especially if you decide that you want to um, re-up him and offer him a contract. I mean, from a player's perspective, you would think that you wouldn't want to be pissed off right away before even setting foot on their um, campus, you know, or however you want to put it. Yeah, and I don't know why you, you know, you've made this your big centerpiece move here, um, and you're not re-signing him right away. And I feel like the, I feel like he's worth the money, you know. And I feel like they should do it. And you know, if they're wrong, it's not that big of a a, a risk. Yeah, it's a it's a bobblehead night type of crowd at the stadium, you know. Yeah. It's like, do you want the, these bobbleheads or do you want this guy? I mean, we can sit here and talk about them not doing stuff, uh, you know, as far as putting this extra money out there after they, you know, bought the big gifts. Because you look at this and you think about, man, for like a million dollars, we could have done so much more with the position that I feel like, uh, we have neglected the most in this postseason, postseason, and that is the designated hitter. Yeah, I mean, that we've talked about on the last couple episodes, you know, with 
guys that we thought would might fit in, you know, the uh, Trey Mancini's, um, maybe an Adam Duvall, he just got signed possibly, or just, you know, any type of bat that remains, and there's not many out there, and it seems like it might be a kind of uh, DH by committee for the Mariners this yeah. year, you know, with Murphy and yeah. and uh, Dumper possibly, yeah. um, Alec, who we just signed, you know, I mean, it, they can... There's a lot of different options. Maybe not what you would consider the prototypical DH, but it seems like that's what the Mariners are looking to do. I still don't understand why we didn't get Nelson Cruz. I mean, I guess you can. Yeah. You know, we were looking for right-handed thump. That's all he is. He's right-handed thump. Who's going to hit decently as far as average and getting on base? And he's a team leader. And... He, yes, he's a DH, and you want to rotate guys and give guys days off, but let them hit. This dude is no spring chicken. He's not going to be, I think he might be the oldest guy in the major leagues. and Or he's got to be one of the oldest guys in the major leagues. He's a top five, and he's going to need a day off just from DHing. So it's not like you're having to put him out there 162, like we've said before. And then the San Diego Padres signed him for $1 million. A million bucks? Yeah, what a deal. To me, it sounds like it was the type of thing where he probably wanted some sunshine, wanted to be on a good team. Uh, There are some reports saying that he had better offers out there. But like you said, he's, one of the oldest players in the league. He doesn't have a ring, to my knowledge. Um, oh, to say, yeah. I think he cost him that game when he was in Texas in that World Series. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, looking for that ring. And, uh, you know, he's made made some good money. He's going there on a on a quite a steal of a deal for him. Yeah, it is a steal of a deal. And, the, you know, you go down the uh, MLB free agent list, there's really nobody left. I mean, you're looking at, for DH and stuff like that, you're looking back down at, like, the Justin Uptons. We already tried that. That absolutely, you know, did not work. We're looking at Luke Voigt, you know, Alex Dickerson, Jed Lowry, Tommy LaStella. Edwin Rios, Mike Moustakis. There's nobody on there that I'm like interested in now at whatsoever. But yeah, the Nelson Cruz, the uh, Trey Mancini's, Andrew McCutcheon. Look, he went back to Pittsburgh. I can't get mad at that. It sure seems like the Mariners are at the minimum one bat short of what I think would be to kind of round out their team. Um, would have to come via trade at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, we might as well just get Stephen Vogt, our new bullpen uh, coach, to uh, jump in the lineup on a rotational DH day. I, I, you know, looking at this list. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that uh, we got him as a coach. I mean, I'm sure you are as him being a former A and how much you like going down and <laughs> watching the A's in their he, stadium. But I was listening. You know, yeah, he lives down in Olympia. He uh, knows the Mariners, knows the team inside and out. He's been wanting to coach. This is great. He can be home with the wife and the kids. And this and that. And I'm just like, no, he was stuck down in this fucking uh, Oakland A's bullpen. You know, on the, is it even a, it's like literally, 
not even a pen. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a cubby hole. I wouldn't even call it a dugout. It's down the line. I mean, it's just like how the Mariners used to have it at the Kingdom. And then you're going to T-Mobile Park, which is just like the happening place. It's, you know, right? Studio, it's Studio 54 out there. It's, uh, it's a tailgate. It's a party. Also, the bullpen is really nice. You got a DJ out there DJing. You also can go underneath the cover. You know, that that's just a huge upgrade. Yeah, you're right. The, I think if it's not the only one, there's only one of two that has those old school bull, bullpens out on the field of play like Oakland. So, yeah, he'll... Uh, Maybe he'll Tropicana, right? In, in Florida, right? The Tropicana field? Yeah. I, I mean, possibly, yes. Um, but, yeah, um, he'll get he'll get happy and get used to the Mariner confines and the pen there. He'll he'll get to know the King County Sheriff really well and all the other uh hooting and hollering along the rail there. So yeah, it's, it's uh it, he'll he'll uh he'll enjoy his time in the uh, Mariner bullpen, I think. You can charge your phone right there on the T Mobile rail, you know, and you know <laughs> it's it's uh you know, you might get a home run, like a significant home run, make a little bit of money. That's what I mean. I think the choice uh, for him to come here and be, uh, you know, a bullpen coach, it probably is from all the seasons that he came here with Oakland. I mean, he played in uh, Oakland in 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and finished his career. Uh, his very uh, last game, he hit a home run. I'm glad to have him, too. He is that veteran um, catcher presence that I think also could help out uh, Cal-, Cal Raleigh, big dumper, and same person, if you're new to uh, Mariners baseball, and um, Tom Murphy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stephen Voigt was a true professional. I remember seeing, uh, like you said, he hit that home run his last game in Oakland. He was out there before the game blocking balls, knowing that it's his last game, he's going to retire. I mean, he's a professional. He should help out, you know, Cal quite a bit, and teaching him some some things and as well as murphy so yeah it's a good he'll be he'll be in a good spot for this mariner club i think it's a good way to add some veteran leadership to the clubhouse without sacrificing a you know player position for that and like an automatic out at the plate yeah that's true and you know, a lot of people on this roster have competed against him, seen him a lot. So maybe this was just a really good mix for the dugout that they really that they you know maybe had some analytics on that. Yeah, it's hard to say what their thinking was. I mean, I couldn't tell you who the bullpen coach was last year, but um, yeah, it's nice to have him as part of the staff. Um, saw something today on a high heat where he was interviewed and said he wanted to get right back into baseball. He wasn't sure quite what at first. He had a few teams that inquired um, to him to see what uh, if he'd be interested. And uh, the Mariners was obviously one of them. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just, this is just the first step in him making his way up through the ranks and possibly maybe becoming a manager someday. The, as you know, Scott Service was a catcher. And, um, so yeah, maybe, you know, catchers make good managers.
the World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch, where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit, a win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. We do have to mention before we get out of here with all seriousness that the uh, 2023 promotional schedule is now out. That's right. All of the uh, promo nights, not the theme night yet, but the promo nights have been uh, announced. Hannah, have you seen that? Yeah, I did see it. I looked uh, at it a bunch of bobbleheads and things like that, correct? Yeah, we got the clinch, the Cal, Cal Raleigh bobblehead night. So, uh, which is also paired with college night. We got the traditional ones like Jack, Jackie Robinson Day, uh, Little League Day. Um, some people, though, were pointing out that maybe uh, one of the games that we went to last year, uh, giveaway is not going to be back. I didn't see the puffy vest on there anywhere. Yeah. You disappointed? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed with that, but I, I do see things like the electric factory uh, sunglasses. You know, that's always good. You always need some sunglasses at the game. Uh, they're still having fireworks night. They're doing a lot of these pops, J.P. Poffert, J.P. Crawford pop night. Uh, but I don't know. I think there's so much shit on here that we should just do a standalone episode next week just on these promos and maybe do some promos that we think uh you know they should do like maybe like uh from the mariners history even the bad history you know like maybe like uh you know i don't know beach ball robbie ray beach ball night that you know to uh you know honor the beach ball that he threw uh down the middle of the plate to alvarez in the playoffs (laughs) yeah that's a good one i mean do they still have like poster night where they have a team poster that they give out i always remember those days back yeah. when i was at the kingdom and then you know before you know it about the fifth inning you know all the 300 levels turn them into paper airplanes and sail them out onto the field that was always a fun night i thought yeah i remember bat night that was that was that was <laughs> oh. a big one down at the kingdom everybody got a bat they gave out like ten thousand bats i remember playing little league and you You'd show up to Little League and somebody would have the bat from bat night, including me. And it was always a good bat, like Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez. And you'd want to put that thing into the game or at practice, and that thing didn't last an hour. That was it was made out of sawdust. Yeah, I can remember playing uh, ball in the, in the driveway with my sister, and I sawed her off once, and she was just, shocked that she still had just a handle in her back in her hands i mean yeah it was it wasn't made of the the true louisville slugger lumber yeah so let's uh, let's talk about these next week maybe some memories from the uh kingdom promo days just have a little fun with standalone uh episode we'll do it on the promos next week uh anyways we'll be back this week with one more episode like we said we're bringing you please what the hell Sorry, I lost you somehow. Okay. Sorry. And just like we said, we're going to be bringing you two episodes a week. So we'll be dropping one later this week. And here's how you know. You like, subscribe, follow. 
you'll know what's going on when we're dropping these. Typically, we like to drop them on Tuesdays. That hasn't been really happening uh, lately due to some scheduling on my end, not Hanno's end. Uh, but I actually am going to be up in Seattle again next week, and we're going to get you back up on the computer. And uh, look, big news. You're getting a new microphone. You're getting a new setup for the show. You've been upgraded. You're the Kurt Loader, the head uh, honcho of news here at Rye Bread and Mustard. And we've been getting a lot of feedback that people really like your voice on the microphone. Glad to make the audience happy. That's your job, Hanno. You make the audience happy. That's that's why we got you on here. But with that being said, Hanno, you know what fucking time it is. Charge.